it's been like 20 minutes since we finished watching this episode. <laughs> you can't expect us to remember things. No. And welcome to Kawush, the Stargate podcast. I'm Teresa. And I'm Marcus. And today we are discussing Redemption Part 2, which is Season 6, Episode 2. The description is as follows. As Teal'c and his son battle to save Earth, O'Neill pilots the X-3, a newly designed interstellar spacecraft that will carry the Stargate far away from Earth so it can explode harmlessly in deep space. But how will SG-1 operate without the Stargate? Um, I mean, it's not factually inaccurate, I suppose. No, but it makes it sound like most of the most of the episode is about finding a solution to not having a Stargate anymore. Yeah, that is not their concern. Their concern is survival. Yeah, how to get the Stargate away from Earth or how to get it not to explode. Yeah, I feel the majority of this episode is uh, McKay and Sam thinking about yeah. things and bantering which i love yeah i loved mckay in this episode yes. i was like what is going on i just hated him an episode ago and now i'm really liking him what's <laughs> happening yeah but he got some like the whole thing with i always wanted to be a pianist yeah and <laughs> or a penis whoever whatever you know yeah yeah and like he got more depth in yeah. this episode. And he also wasn't completely disgusting no. with Sam, so no. that helped. Um, yeah, and she gave as good as she got, and it was actually funny. Yeah. So, yay. Mm-hmm. Yes. But otherwise, it is accurate, uh, except that uh, Braytac is also there for the Teal'c part. Yeah. It's not just Ryak and Teal'c hanging out and destroying things. No. <laughs> Good father-son bo- bonding activity otherwise, but you know, yeah. grandpa had to be there. Yeah, <laughs> it's important. Yeah. Have all the generations yeah. join in the war and terrorist attacks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think it's called guerrilla when it's the you're guys. the good guys. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. I'm sorry. I was worried about Rayok because he didn't get any armor. Yeah. Although I don't think there would be any armor that would fit him because he is tiny. Yeah. And is not supposed to go to war. No. Because he is a child. Yeah. I don't think anyone should go to war, but still. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he also didn't get a proper weapon. He no. got a sat. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, but no. No. If you're gonna take the kid along, at least give him a real weapon so he can defend himself. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. And then he got shot. Yeah. Basically, Ryak's whole thing was that he got shot and then he had to wait for a long time and then they didn't come back and then he stole a ship and uh, saved the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and his shooting it from the ship was very accurate because he, did, he shot all the other defaults but not Braytak and Tilk. Yeah, I thought of that. It was very surgical and I'm like, okay, but how did he get more training flying a glider mm-hmm. than, you know, shooting people on the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. I don't have an answer. No, me neither. 
Yeah, and it bothered me, but like when they decided that okay, Rai can come along, but then no, but stay on the ship. Yeah, and I'm just like, why did you get him? Why did you let him come with you at all? If all he's gonna do is be on the ship, which yeah. is supposedly safe, which it turned out not to be safe, so he got to come with them anyway. But still, how did the glider travel to Earth? Now we're just jumping all over the place. This is like the very end of the episode where Tilk and the guys show up at in at Earth. At yeah. Earth. At Earth. <laughs> How did they get there? Because they can't go into hyper jump space. Drive. No, but they didn't have a glider. They had a cargo ship. And, and they cargo can, ships go can into... do it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But I do like that we like we have no idea how, how long it had been, but it can't have been that long. So how close was that Stargate to Earth? Because they can get there, because they could get there with the cargo ship's hyperdrive, which I believe we have been told in previous episodes long, long time ago that they weren't super powerful. Yeah, maybe they went to Abydos with the car- Can cargo ships go through the Stargate? No, they're, they're too, too big, big for that. Yeah. Huh. It was a conveniently located Anubis world. Yes. Yes. Or I'm misremembering and there's nothing saying that a cargo ship can't go very fast. But it tends to be that the going through hyperspace, you can go as fast as the plot requires you to. Or as slowly (laughs) as the plot requires you to. Yeah. Which, I mean, everyone does it, but... Every once in a while it would be nice to actually have a proper no, but this is how far a cargo ship can go. Yeah. And we will solve things to make that work in our episodes. Yeah. Internal consistency. Yes. Anyway. So that is one plot that is happening. And the other plot that is happening is Sam and McKay trying to do things. (laughs) Not those kinds (laughs) of things. They're trying to save the world here. Yes. Um... With science. Yes. But McKay comes up with this plan to shoot an EMP through the gate. Yeah. To... And Sam says that that's a stupid idea because it'll just speed up the destruction of the gate for some reason. Yeah, because they had to... They established in the last episode that the iris was, like, protecting the gate a bit mm. from uh, from the energy... And so they had to open the iris to do this, mm. and then the iris didn't protect anymore. Why did they have to open the iris? Does the iris protect against EMP? How can it protect against EMP? I mean, depending on what it's made of. I don't really know much about EMPs, but maybe, like, you know, the type of thing, like, if there is lead in it, mm. the EMP can't go through or something. No. Do not trust my science on this but we're still not scientists of the science variety (laughs) only the language variety yes totally scientists of the language variety oh yes i have a degree in everything totally yes i have a degree in language stuff yeah you do that's good yeah i don't have a degree guys (laughs) it's fine (laughs) yes it is you don't have to have a degree to have opinions about stuff glad something (laughs) That would be terrible. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, Hammond says that they have to work together because Sam is like, this isn't going to work. And McKay is like, but we're going to do it anyway. And And Hammond says that the only way this might work is if you are on it to Sam. 
And so she's on it. Yep. And it fails. It does. It does not go well. No. And uh, she gets electrocuted. Yeah. And McKay realizes that he's not infallible, Mm -hmm. I suppose. Yeah. And then he put people at risk. Yeah. So he has like a a moment. Yeah. Where he tries to bond and does it in a like very socially awkward way, but kind of adorable. Yeah. Yeah, no. And Sam is just like, why are you telling me this? And he's like, uh... (laughs) Typical of like, no, but to bond, you tell someone about something about yourself to like, and then, so I'm gonna do that, but not really, yeah. But he also uses it as a a way to say that you're a better scientist than me, because you actually view science as an art where you can, you think outside the box somehow. Yeah. Um... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, then they... There are these two scientists who just want to blow up the gate in different ways. Yeah. And like code it in some sort of metal. Yeah, and, trinium, I think. Uh, all of their plans are to reduce the damage as much as possible. Yeah, which um, is a good plan. Yeah, but they just... They come off as very... Blabbery. Yeah. Compared to Sam and McKay, I suppose. Yeah. Which I guess is the point. Everyone else is just grasping for straws, but they are actually trying to solve it. Yeah. And then Jonas is just standing in the gate room, staring at the gate. And Sam goes to ask him, what's up? (laughs) Why are you standing here drinking your tea? Yeah. Staring at the gate. Yeah. Holding your books. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just love how he like he had already figured out this plan, but like, yeah, but how did you get the gate in here? And she explains, and huh, interesting. Does it go up? Because she's still not getting his plan. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's sort of like, um, I feel like this is a thing that women often have to do where they're like, trying to make it sound like this is your plan. Yeah. Uh, they have a plan that they can't just tell you the plan um and this jonas is just like i want you to feel like you're contributing to this plan so So i'm gonna drop a hint (laughs) drop a hint and i'm gonna drop another hint and you're still not getting it because you're still not thinking of the simple solutions so i'm just gonna ask (laughs) yeah yeah i love him and i somehow feel like that was a thing that Daniel would also have done. Like, yeah. Come up with something non-sciencey, but yeah. smart. And so they mount the gate on the X2540 <laughs> something. It has the a X302. number. Yeah. The X302. Or the X2, as they call it in the description here. <laughs> no, X3. Huh. But it's X302. Yeah. And the 301 was the last one. Yeah. The description is stupid. Anyway, yes. the X-302. Uh, and they put the X-302 on a jet. Yeah. And then Jack gets to fly it. Yeah. Of course. Um, and their plan is to shoot it up out of the atmosphere and then uh, let it detonate out in space. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, how far out into space would it have gotten if the plan worked? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it, like, because it it sort of sounded like as long as we get it out of the atmosphere, it's fine. Mm. Which, no, probably not. 
a big explosion right outside of the atmosphere would probably still and like all the radiation would yeah. still be there to do damage yeah yeah but i guess it was the best option still yeah better than exploding on earth but the gate is very heavy and the plane is very small yeah and jack is flying and then there's no more fuel and he's not far enough away from earth and it's all a big catastrophe and then and they come up with a plan. Yeah, again. and he's just falling while they're coming up with plans. Yeah, he's just sitting there. Yeah, and one of this, no, McKay says no. Put it in a nose dive to have it fall into the ocean. Right. And Sam says that is a dumb idea. Mm. Let's instead. No, she doesn't have a plan. No, Jack comes up with why don't I just engage the hyperdrive? Yeah. And. You know, we, we don't know where I'm going to end up, but I can just send this thing through because we don't care where it ends up, as long as it doesn't blow up here. Yeah. <laughs> what if it ends up, like, on another planet? Yeah. And then Sam thinks that that is a brilliant idea. And then McKay says that you are all dumb. <laughs> sort of back to his old self. Yeah. And it's too risky. And then Jonas is just like, no, but it doesn't have to be that risky. <laughs> could just shoot it for one second. And it'll go far, far away. And then they do that. Yeah. And there's a few seconds where you don't know if Jack survived. But I think you know that Jack survived. Yeah. His name is still in the intro. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. You were going to talk about the intro. Yes. I was going to talk about the intro last time. They have a new intro. They do. Yes. And this intro is just like seeing the gate from different angles and, and it spins yeah and when i first saw it i was like oh is this when they start having short intros mm. but it's not it it's as long, long as the other one but it's just the gates and the gates and the gate and a little bit more of the gate yeah um which i don't know if i think is better than the last one it sort of made me seasick yeah because <laughs> it was just spinning and spinning and spinning uh but congratulations to corin nemec for being in the um, intro yeah he is uh, regular now. Yeah. It's cool. In case we didn't know that he was going to be a regular because we didn't hadn't watched it before. Yeah. Spoilers. And uh, the Russians offered to rent the Stargate yes. to the Americans, which yeah. I found funny. Yeah. Capitalism. <laughs> yeah. And Hammond says that, are you people dumb? We can't have a Stargate program while Anubis still has this weapon. Yeah. Which, luckily... <laughs> luckily, <laughs> someone is taking care of that. Yes. He is 16 or maybe 14. We don't know, <laughs> but he's tiny and he flew a plane. Yes. And he shot a thing. Yep. Which, by the way, I have a, a note about uh, when they first... When Teal'c and Ryak and Braytak first see the weapon. Mm. And Braytak is like, this doesn't look like gold technology. Mm. And Teal'c immediately recognizes it as ancient technology mm. which has he seen any ancient technology i don't know how much ancient technology he's seen and yes the design was similar but if i had just seen it like that i don't think i would have immediately jumped to ancient no it looked very weird yeah and not like atlantis is ancient yeah it does not look like that no at all. that is not their design no um, and granted, they've changed the design a little bit because we've also seen the like ancient uh, repositories. Yeah. That looked a little bit different from the ancient technology we're used to. 
But also, like, the Stargates themselves are ancient technology. Yeah. And they don't look like that at all. No. So, I mean, I... Yeah, I found it a bit weird that Teal'c immediately knew that, oh, this is ancient technology. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Side note. Maybe it was because it was blue. Maybe. The energy part. Let's say that. It was blue, right? I think so. It's been, like, 20 minutes since we finished watching this episode. <laughs> you can't expect us to remember things. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then the next note I have is about how Jonas tries to convince Jack to let him be on the team. Yeah. He has this whole thing about, like, trying to do something to make up for not doing something when Daniel died. Yeah. And Jack just gives him a hard time. Yeah. And then leaves. And then he goes to see General Hammond, and Hammond is like, yeah, so we agreed to rent the gate from the Russians, and one of their demands was that there would be a Russian on SG-1. And then Jack is immediately like, no, Jonas is going to be on SG-1. Yeah. So. (laughs) Which I think is, you know, yes, it's what Jack would do, because Jonas is at least better than the Russians. Yeah. But... That's not a very good foundation of like, yeah, I'm gonna have you here because you are the least of two evils. Yeah. I just... Jonas is so likable and Jack is so anti-him. I don't understand. No. It's not even like Jonas is like, yeah, I have to um, redeem myself in your eyes, Jack, because I killed your friend or something. That's not even what he's trying to do, so... uh. No. But I think it's the whole thing where, where Jack... Is a man and doesn't deal with his mourning over Daniel. And so here we have Jonas who we can be angry at because I don't want to deal with how much I miss my friend. Yeah. That's how we do things. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah, my note is uh, Jonas is better than Russians. Yay. <laughs> I have a note that I want to know more about... In, in this episode and with other episodes where, yeah, we, we can't use the gate for some reason. Mm. I want to hear about the teams that were stranded off-world right? and couldn't get a hold of home. And, like, some of them might have been in danger. Some of them might have just been, okay, we're here on a planet that has no other people. We're just studying the plant life. And, okay, is this what we're gonna... <laughs> like, is this the rest of our lives? I guess and, we're stuck here now. Yeah. Yeah, how long do they wait before they, like, give up and settle down on this planet? Or go somewhere else, I suppose, yeah, I mean, they, they stay there. They do have an alpha site, don't they? Yeah, they Yeah, because they were gonna dial the alpha site. So Is people it... live on the alpha site. I guess. I want to... I want to... Um, why didn't they make a show about that instead of Stargate Universe? Well, I don't know. That would have been a lot better. Yeah. It would have been interesting. And not a Star Trek Voyager ripoff. Yeah. I'm not bitter. <laughs> me neither. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I, it made me want to, you know, find out what's, what's going on outside of Earth right now. Yeah. Fan fiction topic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't like this episode as quite as much as I liked the last one. No. Uh, but I greatly enjoyed it. And McKay made me like him, which was weird. I wonder if this was where they decided that, okay, McKay is going to be a part of this mm. franchise somehow. We have to make him yeah. likable. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Because I agree, he's a lot more likable in this one than 
in others. But I again, I don't know if that is because now he in this episode he was more like he is in Atlantis, mm. or like if I didn't know about Atlantis, would I still have thought that he was likable in this, or would I just have been okay? You're not quite as much of an ass, but I still hate you. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. Right, what did you think of Sam kissing his cheek and then going like, I was more attracted to you when I hated you? I'm not sure. I thought it was funny. Yeah. But I also thought a little bit like, why do that? I you... just feel like she's fucking with him. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna choose to interpret it that way. Yeah. Because otherwise it would just feel like very out of character for her. Uh-huh. She doesn't go around kissing people's cheeks and saying that she was attracted to them one day she hated them what <laughs> no no i mean i agree it has to be a, a sort of yeah i'm gonna actively be a tease now yeah but it felt weird yeah especially i mean when she walked away and and, and smirked and was like i was more attracted to you when i hated you that was that was funny yeah but just the first where she leaned in to kiss him on the cheek i was just like uh no yeah no I mean, personally, I would take much longer to get that close to someone who had been sexually harassing me yeah. before, seriously. Yeah, that felt, yeah. Yeah. But to each their own. Yeah. I um, hope we see more of McKay in the future, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, may I just, one, one more thing. Yes. The coast of Europe. <laughs> it was going to crash somewhere around the coast of Europe. Where is the coast of Europe? That's a good question. Which coast? Because uh, I kind of don't think that it was, you know, we don't know exactly where, but some, like, they, it can't have been such a big area that it was just, yeah, somewhere outside of Europe. Yeah. It must have actually been by a country. And why not then just say outside the coast of France or... I mean, they would never see, say outside the coast of Asia. No. They would say outside the coast of Africa, but that's a different subject. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was weird. Mm -hmm. And I reacted, I reacted to that because I'm from Europe and I know that there are many, many countries in Europe and quite many a few coasts. of them, quite a few of them have coasts. Yeah. There's but... so much water, guys. Help yes. us. <laughs> Save us. <laughs> All right. Um, then I guess I'll, we'll see you later. For the next episode. Which will be... Descent. Are we looking forward to that? I think so. Cool. I mean, it's a Jonas episode, so <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. See, see you on, on the, the other, other side. side.